Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Every day we do this program, we hear inspiring stories from people who have defied conventional medical treatment, in whole or in part. In its place, they've resorted to the use of cannabis to help them or a loved one. Steve DeRazio of Rhode Island joins us today to talk about his wife's routine mammogram, her stroke, and her recovery. Steve, very good of you to do this. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem. It's nice to talk to you guys. Take us back to the beginning of your story and your wife's decision to have a routine mammogram. Uh, Back in, I believe, January of 2015, um, she was due for a routine mammogram. No problems, no issues. Just went in, had her mammogram, came out, um, and was found, uh, it was found that she had microcalcifications in her right breast. So to make a long story short, uh, about a month later, she went in for a needle biopsy, which I, I don't know what happened. If uh, if there was an issue with the, the the needle biopsy or if just stuff happened, um, but she ended up uh, having a stroke about 36 hours later. A uh, pretty massive stroke. Lost the whole right side of her body. Lost her speech. Um, uh, I woke up to it first thing in the morning, um, which was absolutely wonderful. Uh, so we did a week in ICU at a hospital for the stroke symptoms, um, got all that under control. Then we did about a month in rehab. And uh, about April, we started with uh, the cancer um, issues um, because it was found out that she had DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in situ. Yeah, I, I had to look that up because I didn't know what that was. So I looked up uh, what it was on a website called breastcancer.org. It yeah. says ductal cancer in situ is the most common type of non-invasive breast cancer. Ductal means that the cancer starts inside the milk ducts. Carcinoma refers to any cancer that begins in the skin or other tissues, including breast tissue, that covers or line the internal organs. And in situ means in its original place. Now, this website says DCIS, as it's called, is non-invasive because it hasn't spread beyond the milk duct into any normal surrounding breast tissue. And it isn't life-threatening, but having it can increase the risk of developing an invasive breast cancer later on. So your wife had this, but it wasn't life-threatening. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Uh, when she went in, uh, I'm going to guess and say April. She spent most of March doing rehab and all that stuff. So April, we went in to see a surgeon. They wanted to do a lumpectomy um, in hopes of getting it all out. And uh, we did, I believe, the end of April, uh, beginning of May of 2015. Um, she did the lumpectomy. Uh, and everything went great except for one of the margins was not clean. 
Um, and also in the lump that they took out, they found uh, a small piece of invasive cancer. Um, it's a very small, it was a very small piece, but there was some invasive in there. So it had kind of stepped to the next level. So they, we, we kicked around the idea of doing a, another lumpectomy to get the rest of that margin that wasn't clean or um, mastectomy. Um, and doctors kind of put it to me this way. They said, you know, when you take an apple and you take a bite out of an apple and your whole bite was bad, would you really want to eat the other half of the apple? Uh, so what happened was we, we, we all talked it over, me, my wife, and the, and the surgeon. We ended up going for right-side mastectomy. And that went very smoothly. Uh, we had a great surgeon. She was wonderful. Um, and then, uh, then after that, she transferred us over to an oncologist. When the oncologist started, we, they wanted to do what they called preventative maintenance, uh, preventative medicine. Um, the preventative medicine included chemo, supposedly a very light-duty version of chemo. Um, she also wanted to do uh, another drug that was basically going to put her into menopause uh, because the the invasive cancer was a triple positive cancer. So it was progesterone, estrogen, and uh, her 2 new positive. So we, we had to do uh, a drug that was going to put her into menopause and then another drug that was going to attack the HER2 new protein that's in her body that was feeding the cancer. But the only other problem with that is the HER2 new protein is also found in your heart. Um, so they had to do a very delicate balance, delicate game of do we give you enough medication to destroy the cancer but not destroy your heart? And that was when we, uh, we kind of – it was a little more – it was scarier walking out of the oncologist's office that day than it was when she had the stroke initially. Um, how, how, all, Steve, how old was your wife at the time? My wife was 48 at the time. Okay. So we walked out of there, and they also wanted to send her for radi- radiation after they were done with the chemo. And it, everything I've seen about all that stuff, it's, uh, it's some pretty heavy-duty stuff. Um, and being that we weren't starting with a healthy person to begin with, um, we kind of – were a little hesitant to go along with what the doctors said. Um, they gave her like an 85 to 90 percent chance of walking away from it free and clear without any treatment and only like a 90 or 95 percent chance if we did do the treatment. Um, and my big issue was the stroke recovery, um, whether the stroke recovery was going to continue, whether it was going to stop, whether it was going to be put on hold. And they all said it was going to be put on hold, uh, hopefully. Uh, they, they couldn't guarantee anything because, uh, strokes are, are a very tough thing. And the brain is a real interesting organ. And, and, um, depending on the doctor you talk to, uh, the, the recovery can be anywhere from a complete recovery to what you see is what you get. We came home, we were both worried. I went back to work and, uh, some great friends of mine came to me and they didn't even know what was going on. Um, and we were talking I told them what was going on while I was at my shop and, uh, they basically sent me a link to the YouTube video for run from the cure for Rick Simpson. And that's where I found out all about cannabis and cannabis oil and RSO and, uh, immediately started my wife on it. We canceled all the, uh, the further appointments for, uh, preventative medicine and went right to, um, RSO and we've, she's been on it ever since and doing great. Let me back up a little bit here. When your wife went in for the needle biopsy and she ended up with a stroke a couple of days later, 
Did the doctors give you any reason why she had a stroke? Uh, there was nothing that they could find. They said she was a perfectly healthy woman, and they don't understand why that happened. They said sometimes you know what happens, and that was it. Now, your wife lost, as you said, her right side, movement on her right side, correct? Correct, yes. How was her speech? Uh, her speech was non-existent. Uh, it took about a month before she started with certain little words. Um, we're still ongoing with speech therapy. She's she's making great improvements right now. Um, and there's little things daily. Uh, if I see it, it's it's going well because it's a tough thing. Um, it's kind of like watching grass grow. At the end of the week, it still needs to be cut. She is making great improvements, and her dad's working with her and doing a wonderful job of it. Um, they found some old textbooks, and uh, because the speech therapist basically told her she had plateaued, and that was the best that they were going to get her. So that was about a year and a half ago. What's the status of her cancer right now, Steve? Uh, we have to go back for a PET scan to make sure that it's still all clear. We have not done that yet. Um, the la- the oncologist that we dealt with was not happy that we canceled the appointments. Um, and that's kind of on our next list. The, the list of things to do next is to go on and get a PET scan from, uh, you know, another oncologist and, and see that she's still clean. Did she do uh, any chemo at all? No. Wow. Um, the, the cancer that you're describing, of course, is one of those uh, dreaded hormone-driven breast cancers, and they are so hard to clear. So this is yes. really, really encouraging, hearing that you know, you've been as successful as you have, and there's been no chemotherapy done whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I hope we've been successful, um, but without any other issues, uh, I, I think she's doing well. I don't see any issues so far. Did you make your oil yourself, or did you purchase it? I actually just started making it. I was purchasing it. Um, originally, the friends that uh, came to me and told me about it uh, originally had the sauce to, to get it. Um, and I went and did, oh, God, uh, probably 100 grams with them. And now um, I'm currently making my own. And is this a high THC oil, or is she doing a balance of THC, CBD? It is high THC right now. I just... Uh, received. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of making an oil that's going to be 50-50. Interesting. Steve, I'm just wondering, when your wife first started taking the oil, how? what was her response to it? Um, she slept a lot, but she was also dealing with the stroke issues too. So I'm not sure if it was just that her brain was tired or that the oil was really putting her down, uh, but she did sleep a lot, but she did very well with it. She was always smiling. She was always happy, uh, obviously. It, it went very well. I actually, um, you know, the, the, the schedule where Rick says you you double the dose every four days, and at the end of 60 days, you're up to a gram a day, and then basically you do a month at a gram a day. Um, we actually made it up to a gram a day in about a month and a half rather than two months. She basically finished in under 90 days it was probably 70 75 days well good for her yeah that's yep. uh, that, that's fantastic and you noticed the difference in uh her i guess her physical recovery would that be a proper term as opposed to her mental recovery yeah i guess um i i saw improvements in everything and uh she's not on any other medication so i that's the only thing i can contribute it to that and time 
Um, she's done very, very well. She just got her driver's license back now. Um, her right arm is probably 80% functional, give or take a little bit. Uh, I think a lot of it's kind of habit now of not using her right arm and using her left arm. Um, and speech, I mean, uh, she's actually starting to form sentences now, now that we've been into it for two years. Um, so she, she is moving in the right direction. Well, that's amazing that she has about 80% uh, functioning over her right arm when she was yep. essentially paralyzed on her right side, correct? Oh, yes, completely. Uh, when we went in for – when she first had the stroke, there was no movement right side, the whole right side, her foot, her toes, her fingers, nothing. Through therapy and, and the cannabis oil afterwards, I'm, that's, that's what I contributed all to. And uh, have you told your doctors what you do? Uh, I have not because everybody made me out to be, uh, you know, when you, when you say, hey, uh, how about, you know, giving her a medical marijuana license so we can, you know, we can try this out. And even when we were going for chemo, um, they, they had a, a whole plethora of pills that they were going to give her to counteract all the side effects of the chemo. And I said, what about, you know, cannabis? What about something like that to keep the, the nausea and the, keep the appetite up and all that stuff? Um, just from what I've heard of all the, the chemo treatments. And they made me out to be a drug user. They, oh, you just want to smoke pot. You, you know, I've never touched the stuff in my life. I had no use for it. And neither did she up until this point. You know, I was all about helping my wife and uh, the doctors kind of kind of pushed that aside and, and made me out to be some, you know, somebody off the street. And it just wasn't good. So I, I kind of dropped the issue, dropped the subject, let them go on with what they thought they were going to do and uh, just moved forward on my own agenda. And we did what we had to do. Good for you. Yeah, I know. We've uh, and the people we've talked to when they mention the fact that they have been taking cannabis oil or cannabis to their oncologist. Uh, the, the oncologist always shakes their finger at them and, and does exactly what you refer to, essentially accuses them of being a drug, drug addict. And yep. they just, they, the medical profession, by and large, just does not understand the medicinal benefits of cannabis, which have been used for, which has been used for thousands and thousands of years. Do you take it at all? No. No, sir. Have you ever thought of it? Nope. I have thought of it, but I have uh, I have a pilot's license. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that I cannot, I can never test positive for yeah. if, if, if it ever came down to it. And I, I just, I work too hard to get all the stuff that I have, and I can't risk it. No, that's fair enough. If it came to the point where I needed it, oh, heck yes, I would be on it. But up until, you know, up until then, um, you know, with a pilot's license and stuff, you, you can't test positive I can be ramp checked. I can, you know, anytime they can pull my records. So um, I can't, I can't be involved in it. Understandable. Um, how yep. much oil is your wife taking these days, Steve? Um, she's doing, I haven't actually measured it. I'm going to guess and say it's about a tenth of a gram a day. Um, she takes maintenance dose right before bed. Okay. So she's not doing it like three times a day or anything just at nighttime. No, no, just just at nighttime. Um, we do make some cookies out of cannabis, and she's home all day alone. I'm I'm guessing she eats a little bit of a cookie here and there, just because you know it, it does help her along. It does help with her speech. She's been doing that, but she, that's about it. She is aware that this is helping her. Is she? Oh yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. How? Um, my wife, go oh, ahead. Go for it. No, go ahead. Oh, my, my wife was always uh, a natural health 
she always looked for natural remedies and all kinds of stuff, everything she had. Um, she actually had a natural health website that she was running actually before this happened. Um, she hasn't done anything with it lately just because of this, but um, she was always into natural health. And when, uh, when I put all the options on the table, when we, when we had the, the chemo and all that stuff on the table along with the natural health stuff, and the uh, cannabis oil, I think it was pretty much a natural reaction for her to go uh, a natural route rather than going with uh, a chemical. And she she never looked back. We did it, and we've been continuing on. Steve, how is her mobility? If she she's, were, go ahead. No, she's great as far as that goes. Um, she moves around. She does all the house, you know, all the household stuff. She vacuums. She um, goes to the market. Goes shopping. She she does very well for herself. Did this stroke affect her cognitively as well? Yes, it did. Yes. And where yes. Is she, where is she now as compared to where she was uh, just after the stroke? Oh, she a great. There is a great improvement from when she just had the stroke. Her yes and no was probably fifty fifty. Then she's I'd say ninety percent with yes and no now. Maybe, maybe a little less, maybe 80%. But, yeah, she's pretty good with, you know, she can tell you what she wants through writing, through drawing, through speech. But, yeah, she's it's it's definitely getting better. It's, it's just taking time. It sure sounds like she's come a long way. She has. She has. Two years ago, I, I didn't know where we were going to be. It has come a long way. Steve, you mentioned when we started that she had the stroke and you woke up to the stroke that she was having. Yes. What was yes. that, what was that like? Uh, that was absolutely horrible. That was the worst morning I have ever had, and I hope to never have that again. Um, we have a, a at the time he was five. We have a young son, and he had had a bad night. When he had a bad night, one of us would go upstairs and sleep with him, and uh, I went up to stay with him when he had a bad night. And uh, my father had called me in the morning to wake me up to go to work, and. I said, wow, I, uh, my must have overslept. My wife was always up early. She was always ready, you know, to go and get out of the house early to go to work. And I, uh, we overslept. And I said, oh, she had just got a new phone. She probably, over, you know, didn't set the alarm or something. I said, let me go downstairs and get her. Um, when I went into my bedroom, she was kind of half on the bed and she was making some funny noises and I was talking to her, but she wasn't replying. And then when I finally got closer, I realized what, what had happened looked like she had gotten up for work and started to get dressed and then the stroke hit and that was it. And luckily she fell back onto the bed. So she had a, she had a comfortable place to lay and thank God I, I woke up and found her when I did nine one one to right out. Um, unfortunately we had 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 a snowstorm that morning too. So we practically carried her down the driveway. Um, but yeah, that was a horrible, horrible morning to see her incapacitated like that was not, not a good thing. Yeah, she's received a double whammy, hasn't she, with with the breast cancer and the massive stroke. And to see, uh, well, for you to indicate what an enormous improvement she has made over the last couple of years is just remarkable. I'm sure the medical profession would be astounded at her recovery. Yeah, everybody is. Uh, the doctors are very happy. They're, they're amazed at how far she's come. Um, I just haven't really... It's not that I haven't been honest. I just haven't told them the whole story of what's going on. Um, I'm hoping that uh, down the road, um, our, our primary care, I, I do need to have a, a little conversation with him. And hopefully I can kind of open his mind a little bit. 
um, and, and maybe make him realize that uh, that this is not all, you know, a joke. This is this is a serious thing. This is medicine. It does help, and it can be used as as medicine. Is Rhode Island a legal state? It is if you have a medical marijuana card. Yes. Okay. So, which my wife does have. Um, I ended up going through a different channel. Um, I had to pay for it. But we brought all our medical records to a doctor that specifically deals with that and uh, and signed her up for COD. So she does have her COD, and it's all – it is legal. Yeah, one thing about this issue with cannabis, you have to tread carefully when you talk to medical authorities because you either get some who are accepting of it, some who are totally opposed to it, and some who really don't know that much but are willing to give it a listen. So you've got to – you got to kind of poke around and find out uh, your doctor's attitude towards it initially. Yeah, well, it hasn't it hasn't been good so far, but <laughs> well, we can we'll always see. hope for change, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, you know, some at some point, I mean, my eyes were opened. You know, they uh, some friends helped me out, some great friends. I, I can't even thank them enough for what they've done because I I don't know where we would have been at this point. You know, uh, hopefully somewhere down the road, you know. If it's me, so be it. If it's somebody else, somebody's got to open everybody's eyes and, and realize that this this actually does help. How did you? How do your friends who introduced you to cannabis? How do they feel about your wife's progress? Oh, they think it's great. Um, they actually helped some family members of theirs, um, and actually uh, one of the one of the I, I don't know if they want me to say the name, so I don't want to say the name, but okay. uh, the wife of the couple. Um, she actually has some uh, some migraine issues, and she takes it, and it's, it's wonderful. It, she has, she takes no migraine medication, nothing. Now she doesn't get migraines anymore. If she does, she takes a little bit of oil, and she says she can feel it roll right back, and it's it's gone. Works better than Tylenol. Steve, what has this done for your relationship between you and your wife? Uh, I think it's made it stronger. Um, because I mean, she, I mean, she always knew that I was willing to do whatever it took. Um, but you know, now she knows I do, I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, when it comes to her, my son, I, I, you know, it doesn't make a difference what it is. If it helps them, that's what I do. Yeah. There are a lot of legalities behind this, but it's all about them. And I, I want to make sure they're, they're taken care of to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Steve, is, was your wife on just one particular strain of cannabis the whole time? The original oil, I honestly don't know what strain it was. The oil I'm making now, I, I, I've got a friend who gave me a clone. I don't know what it is. Um, it's called, he calls it baby. Um, and if, from what I hear, he made his own strain. Um, but when I tell you it puts her right out, it puts her right out. <laughs> Um, so I, I know it's an indica, but I don't know what exactly it is. Okay. Yeah, it'll put you out all right. I remember the Corey Bob Melamede. Is Bob Melamede from Rhode Island as well, or Vermont? Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, he, a friend of his took uh, 50 grams at once. 50 oh, wow. grams at once. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that would kill someone, right? But uh Dr. Bob said it just made him sleep for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how many days did he sleep for? Yeah, I said, oh my God, what was he like? And he said, well, he said I was unable to communicate excuse me, effectively with him for quite some time. I thought, yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. 
Yeah, I know that's uh, that's that's great. How has your son uh, reacted to his his mother's predicament? Uh, he's done very very well with it. Uh, fortunately, he slept through the morning of the stroke, which was an absolute godsend because I I never wanted him to see uh, his mom like that. Um, so we managed to get her out and in the ambulance, and he slept through the whole thing. He woke up a little while after. Uh, I did not take him to the hospital for the first couple weeks uh, because she was in such bad shape. Um, I, I didn't know which way we were going with it. I didn't know where she was going to end up. And I really didn't want to scare him too much. But after she started saying a couple words and after she was actually uh, somewhat mobile and her leg was working and she was up and moving around and walking and stuff like that, uh, about three weeks in, that's when I said, okay, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, and she was in agreement with me. Uh, well, it was kind of a one-sided conversation, but uh, we did talk about it a little bit, and uh, then then I brought him in and kind of introduced him to the situation. Um, and he did very well with it, uh, and he's done very well with it. Uh, he understands that mommy got very sick, and mommy's trying to get better, and mommy's doing her best to, to work at it. And... You know, he's in well, he's in first grade now. He was just going into kindergarten shortly after she had the stroke. And they're kind of learning together, which is good. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is Lori aware of how, just how far she's come? I believe so. Yeah, Are you, yeah I think she is. Wonder she's, she's woman. Sitting here, she's sitting here next to me. Hi, Lori. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. To, you know, that's great. One of the things I wanted to ask you is you mentioned initially that Lori's father was helping her. Yes. And you said he was doing a great job. What so, what sort of role does he play in all this? Uh, when the speech therapist said basically that she had plateaued um, and they couldn't bill the insurance company anymore, we I mean, there was nowhere else for me to go. Uh, and I was struggling not uh, not struggling, but I was, you know, doing my best to make my mortgage payments and, you know, keep the roof over our head and all that stuff. And I really didn't have the money or at least the kind of money they were talking to put her in speech therapy to continue, um, especially if she wasn't going to get anything out of it. So um, her father found some old textbooks and started coming over a couple times a week, um, usually for an hour or two, and working with her in the textbooks and um working on her speech and working on her writing and he's and he's continued to do that he's done that for probably close to a year now and that i saw more improvement i've seen more improvement from that than i did from the speech therapy for the first probably four or five months that she was in speech do you know what's cool about this story is that we're going to air it on valentine's day Oh, that's great. Yeah, and this is an incredible love story. I'm actually feeling quite emotional about this. This is amazing. Oh, that's great. It's really, really amazing. And here's what we should do. A year from now, we should do this interview again, and we'll do it with Lori. Definitely. Definitely. That'd be great. Yeah. She's shaking her head. She's in. She's in? She's in. All right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's great. Lori, we'll do it with you uh, a year from now, in 2018. Sounds good. Valentine's Day 2018. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great. It's good of both of you to join us. Thanks very much, Steve. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful story of recovery. 
It is. Yeah. It is. Hopefully, it continues. No, I think you've. I think you've done a great job, and I think Lori's done a fantastic job in in her recovery. And it uh, a year from now, we'll have a chat again. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so well, much, you Steve. Much. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell our story. Thanks, guys. And that's it. Another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.